Shiarja Shub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be finishing his sermon from 1 Samuel chapter 2 on the prophecy to the high priest Eli that God will replace the house of his father with a faithful priest. And when it speaks about Aaron's house being cut off, there will be a substitution a replacement of a spiritual priesthood that is so much superior in authority to make the old obsolete and passing away. Notice something about this faithful priest. He's raised up right after the death of Hophni and Phinehas, not generations later in the time of Zadok. They will die in one day, both of them, verse 34, and then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. He's raised up almost immediately. He's one that will do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. It's not based on lineage. It's based on response to God. This is a priesthood of sincerity. Again, an individual relationship with God. And it harkens back and forward to the priesthood we studied, what? In the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron. This is speaking about a time when the priesthood in the order of Melchizedek will replace not just Eli's house, but Eli's father's house, Aaron, with a person that will be faithful to do what's in God's heart and in God's mind, based on a sincere relationship with God and not on a lineage from God. I will build him a sure house. That's the house of sincerity. Not necessarily a house of lineage. It's a spiritual house, the one that Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. You're a spiritual holy priesthood. He shall walk before my anointed forever, he says here. This is an eternal priesthood. The sons of Aaron died, and they no longer walked before the tabernacle. Zadak died. He no longer walked before Solomon and his sons. But this priesthood is different from Zadak, different from Abiathar, different from Eli, different from Aaron. This priesthood, the faithful servant who he will raise up, shall walk before the anointed one forever. He's an eternal priest. Though it starts in this world, it will continue after this world, walking before Messiah as priest forever. Thus I shall raise up for myself, for himself, after the death of Hophni and Phinehas, a faithful priest. I submit to you that we'll see as we study that this prophecy is actually fulfilled in the person that comes in as priest immediately after Hophni and Phinehas, just as the Lord God said. And that is the person Samuel, who is not a descendant of Aaron, who was a Levite, a descendant of Korah. And yet we'll see that he acts as priest. He acts as priest not based on that he's learned the priesthood, working as that little boy at the side of Eli in the tabernacle with his little white ephod on, but he has no right by lineage to be a priest, and yet we'll see he acts as priest. When Eli's house is decimated, as foretold here, he's the one that holds it all together. He's the one that anoints Saul. He's the one that anoints David. 
He's the one that keeps everything going. And it's not based on his lineage, it's based on who he is, one that follows the heart and mind of God. So he's allowed to offer sacrifices. He's a priest not in the order of Aaron, he's a priest in the order of Melchizedek. And he is a type of the holy priesthood of believers. This little Samuel, this innocent boy, who becomes a type of Jesus himself, is also a type when he acts as priest of the holy priest to the believers in the order of Melchizedek, not as a descendant of Aaron. He is a type of the New Testament believers in Christ that would follow, the priesthood that God would raise up that would replace the house of Eli's father with those who desire to follow the heart and the mind of God. And, you know, Zadok himself, later on, too, will become symbolic of a spiritual priesthood. Sincere priests of the heart who will do according to what's in God's heart and mind. And we've seen the failure of the lineal organizational priesthood, and we've seen this failure of the Levitical priesthood really relatively early on. We know it's been several hundred years, but they're still not in Jerusalem, right? They're still not the city of David. They're still not the temple. And yet, while they're still in Shiloh, at the tabernacle, we see the failure in Eli and his sons of the Levitical priesthood. Why? Well, because when you have a lineage or an organization or an institution, right, you're going to have some that do good, and you're going to have many that do evil. That's characteristic of any institution, because it's based on a connection, a lineage, an organization, a system. As opposed to the priesthood God is speaking of here, which will substitute it, which by definition are individuals who will do the work of God, who desire to know his heart and his mind. By definition, they're loyal followers. They could be from every nation, tribe, language, or tongue. Later on, in the time of Hosea, the prophet, who ministered just before the fall of the northern kingdom in 722 B.C., he prophesies in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. This is much later on now, right? He says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, remember Hophni and Phinehas knew not the Lord? Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you for being priests before me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. God will not accept those as priests who have rejected his knowledge and his ways. I will also reject you from being priests for me. Malachi, approximately 450 BC, after the return from the Babylonian captivity, they're rebuilding Jerusalem. And even then, remember now, the high priest is coming from Zadok, right? Abiath is out of it. This is much later on. And even then, he speaks about corrupt priests. In Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, in chapter 2, in verse 1, he says, And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them, because you do not take it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants, and spread refuse, what is that, worthless matter, waste, garbage. I will spread waste on your faces, and one will take you with it. You'll be taken away with the garbage. 
Then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. He's speaking about the faithful priest from Levi. The law of truth was in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and turned many away from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth. For he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts, but you have departed from me. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, I have also made you contemptible and base before all the people, because you have not kept my ways, but have shown partiality in the law. Even at the time of Malachi, he's having trouble with the priesthood, and they're corrupt, and he's not going to bless them, he's not going to prosper them. Any systematic group or organization, some will be good, some will be evil. Some will go off on tangents, some will go off on imaginations, but the spiritual priesthood in the order of Melchizedek is one that follows the will of God. We see what the ironical priesthood should have been from what Malachi says, and we see what they've become. God established, but he could not be mocked. He'll work out his promises over the generations, but no one can take advantage of the position he places them in. It's true for the descendants of David, who thought because David was their father that their kingship could not pass away. God fulfilled his promise in the kingship of Messiah, but the ones in between who were evil kings suffered. It's true for Israel as a nation, and it's even true for the New Testament church. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, in this important verse in verse 35, then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. You have here the contrast between contempt, Eli's sons, versus sincerity in Samuel in the priesthood of Melchizedek. You have the, the contrast between the organizational lineage, the ancestral blessing, the inherited blessing, being one from the line of one who did what was right, versus a direct, you yourself, forget about grandparents, parents, you yourself in an individual relationship with God and being blessed by it and having authority from it. One last scripture. Jesus told the chief priests and the elders of the people a parable. He told them the parable of the wicked vine dressers or the wicked tenants. You remember that one, the ones that beat the landowner's servants? And finally, they even killed the son. And in Matthew chapter 21, Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? And they said to him, he will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers. This is the principle of substitution. Who will render to him the fruits of their seasons? Jesus said to them, verse 42, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God 
will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on the stone will be broken, and he is the stone, he is the rock. But on whom it falls, it will grind him to powder. Better to trip over him and be broken and come humbly to the Lord. And don't oppose him, because if that rock falls, you could be ground to powder. In verse 45, Now when the chief priests, the chief priests, the descendants of Aaron, and the Pharisees heard his parable, they perceived that he was speaking. They knew it. They knew he was speaking of them. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. God cannot be mocked. They were given authority, they abused it, and it's taken away. And though he lets it go on, and it seems there will be a priesthood even going into the millennium, still there is a higher order of priesthood than the order of Aaron, the priesthood of the sincere, the individuals, those called like Melchizedek, like Samuel, those called not to minister before some earthly king, not to minister before some earthly tabernacle, but to minister before Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, forever. That's the one that God raises up as a substitution. Father, we thank you for your word. These complicated things, Lord, from your Bible. Father, they all come together as one union in you, Lord, because you wrote it from Genesis to Revelation, that you give us a view of your mind and of your way, that you open it up for us to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today. Pastor Greg Scalzo's sermon has been brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut.